Look Forward, Issue 151, June 2014. RP Fighting Blindness, Registered Charity Number 1153851. Your readers today are Jeff Strutt, Sylvia Piddington, Tom O'Neill, and Kate Samwell. Inside, AGM Notice to Members, Track 2, Christmas Prize Draw, Track 3. The RP Fighting Blindness Annual Conference, Track 4. Setting Up a Local Group, Track 5. The Virgin London Marathon, Track 6. Collection Can Amnesty, Track 7. Corporate Supporters, Track 8. And Regular Giving, Track 9. The summer's hotting up for RPFB. The year is flying by with lots more planned. Summer 2014 will be a busy year for RP Fighting Blindness, with our annual conference and AGM just around the corner and a whole host of exciting fundraising activities taking place. We have already completed the Sahara Trek and Virgin London Marathon, with further events taking place throughout the year. This issue of Look Forward is packed with updates about our fundraising and recent research news, as well as the RP conference. Track 2 News Notice to members of RP Fighting Blindness Annual General Meeting The RP Fighting Blindness Annual General Meeting, the AGM, will take place at 16.15 on Saturday the 21st of June 2014. All full members are entitled to attend, speak and vote at the AGM, which will be at the Pullman Hotel, Euston Road, London, after the RP conference. This will be the inaugural AGM of the recently formed Charitable Incorporated Organisation and we look forward to welcoming members to this meeting. Agenda for RP Fighting Blindness AGM 1. Chairman's Welcome 2. Introductions 3. Apologies 4. Annual Report and Accounts for 2013 in respect of predecessor charity British Retinitis Pigmentosa Society Introduction followed by questions from the floor. A resolution to adopt the report and accounts for 2013. 5. Resolution to appoint Davies Meyer Barnett as auditors. 6. Resolution to reappoint the trustees of the new charitable incorporated organisation. 7. Any other business? 8. Chairman's closing remarks. Trustees standing for re-election. Roger Backhouse, Linda Cantor, MBE, on President, Janet Crooks, Treasurer, Dr Elizabeth Graham, Don Grocott, Chairman, Stephen Jones, Professor John Marshall, MBE, Colin MacArthur. Proxy voting. Any member of the CIO may appoint another person as a proxy to exercise all or any of that member's rights to attend, speak and vote at a general meeting of the CIO. You can appoint someone to act on your behalf by informing RP Fighting Blindness in writing. This must state your name and address, the identity of the person you wish to elect to act for you and the meeting at which you are giving them permission to vote on your behalf. Confirmation of proxy must arrive by the 21st of June by post to RP Fighting Blindness, PO Box 350, Buckingham, MK181GZ, or alternatively emailed to info at 
rpfightingblindness, or one word, .org.uk. Track 3 Christmas Prize Draw This year, we are holding our annual raffle prize draw at Christmas. A book of ten tickets has been included in this recording of Look Forward for you to either buy yourself or perhaps sell to friends. There is no obligation upon you to do this, but if you choose not to get involved with this year's raffle, we would appreciate you returning the books to us as we can sell them to other people. Equally, if you would like more raffle tickets than we have provided, please contact Michelle Carter at Head Office and she will be happy to send you some. You can contact her on michelle at rpfightingblindness, that's all one word, dot org dot uk or by calling 01280821334. The first prize is £200 of High Street vouchers as chosen by the winner. The second prize, £100 of High Street vouchers as chosen by the winner. And the third prize, £50 of High Street vouchers as chosen by the winner, plus other great prizes. The RPFB annual prize draw is always a popular event and we hope the Christmas prizes will help jolly along a few people's festive season. We wish everyone luck and look forward to announcing the winners in December. Please make cheques payable to RP Fighting Blindness and post payment and counterfoils to RP Fighting Blindness, P.O. Box 350, Buckingham, MK181GZ. The draw will be made at head office on the 15th of December 2014. All ticket counterfoils must be returned by the 12th of December 2014. Track 4 Events The RP Conference 2014 As last year, the 2014 RP Conference is being held at the Pullman Hotel on Euston Road, London. The hotel is just a few moments' walk from both King's Cross St Pancras and Euston Stations, making it a convenient location for those travelling from afar. A buffet lunch will be provided. Members, patients, family and friends, supporters, clinicians and researchers alike are welcome to attend the RP Fighting Blindness Conference on the 21st of June 2014 to share information, research news and everything RP. This one-day event is always an important part of the RPFB calendar, bringing together around 200 people to hear from our top speakers, learn from each other, meet the RP Fighting Blindness team, as well as socialise and catch up with old friends. The event also incorporates the charity's formal AGM as the last session of the day. Members of RP Fighting Blindness are welcome to take part at no charge, together with a partner or guide, though donations towards event costs are always welcome, of course. Non-members are equally welcome at a cost of £30 each, which includes refreshments all day and the buffet lunch. For members and non-members alike, it is essential that places are booked, as seating and catering arrangements are made in advance. Please contact Michelle Carter at head office on michelle at rpfightingblindness.org.uk or call 01280-821-334 to confirm the number of places required. Non-members will be invoiced. Conference programme, 21st of June 2014. Session 1, 9am, 
Exhibition and registration open. 9.55. Convene and conference welcome with David Head, Chief Executive. Five minutes. 10am. Speakers. 75 minutes. RP Fighting Blindness. The 2014 Vision. David Head, Chief Executive, discusses the changes made to and within the charity and their impact. Second speaker, Inspiration. Annalisa Dinella, RP patient and writer, gives an insight into what has inspired her success. Speaker three, Emotional and practical support for those facing sight loss. Speaker to be confirmed. 11.15, tea and coffee break, 20 minutes. With a chance to view the stands and socialise, please reconvene promptly for the second session. Session 2, 11.35am, reconvene. 11.40am, the RP Fighting Blindness Awards, 40 minutes. Nominations and presentations for the John George Award for Volunteering, RP Fundraiser of the Year Award, the Linda Cantor Founders Award, RP Young Person, John Marshall's Award for RP Science, the Roger Green Award for Special Contribution, and the RP Fighting Blindness Short Story Competition winner. 12.20, lunch, 55 minutes. A buffet lunch is provided. Another opportunity is available to view the stands at this time. Please reconvene promptly for the afternoon session. Session 3, 1.15pm, reconvene. 1.20pm, guest speaker, 10 minutes, to be confirmed. 1.30pm, scientific and medical speakers, 1 hour. Introduced by Professor Paul Bishop, Professor of Ophthalmology and Matrix Biology at Manchester University and Chair of the RP Fighting Blindness Medical Advisory Board. The Application of Technology to the Restoration and Preservation of Sight, a presentation by Professor Erbhard Zrenner, Chair Professor of Ophthalmology at the Institute of Ophthalmologic Research, University of Tübingen. Prospects for Stem Cell as a Therapy for Retinal Degeneration. Presented by Professor Melinda Laco. Professor of Stem Cell Science at the Institute of Genetic Medicine, Newcastle University. 2.30pm, RP Question Time, one hour. An interactive session in the style of BBC Question Time, chaired by Professor Paul Bishop. It's your chance to quiz a panel of four eminent researchers and clinicians. For the panel, our two keynote speakers will be joined by Professor John Marshall, MBE, UCL Institute of Ophthalmology and Moorfields Eye Hospital, and Dr. Rachel Pearson, UCL Institute of Ophthalmology. Timings of subsequent sessions may be brought forward depending on the number of questions. 3.30pm, tea and coffee break, 30 minutes. With a chance to view the stands and socialise, please reconvene promptly for the final session. Session 4, 4pm, reconvene. 4.05pm, Chairman's Conference Address, 10 minutes. Mr. Donald Grocott, Chairman of the Board. 4.15pm, Annual General Meeting, 45 minutes. This covers the formal business matters of the charity. The agenda for this session can be found on Track 2. This session covers the formal business matters of the charity. Please note that although non-members are very welcome, they will not be entitled to speak or vote on any resolution. Members of the charity not attending the main conference are still able to attend this session by arriving during the preceding teabake. Please collect your voting card on arrival. 5pm, event close. This programme is subject to change without notice. Track 5 Article Setting up a local group for RP Fighting Blindness by Ron Pritchard, RPFB member and long-time supporter. 
I am fully sighted and joined RP Fighting Blindness as a member after close family members were diagnosed with RP. My wife and I felt we would like to contribute more to the charity. We were made aware by head office of giving support through a local group. All you need is a couple of key volunteers, one to act as a focal point, a coordinator, another to take responsibility for any money transactions. In August 2012, we completed the form which Michelle Carter at head office supplied and formally registered our new local group with the charity. We are given material support in the form of fundraising materials, collection tins, information leaflets, etc., and could ask for advice when we need it. The amount of time spent on various fundraising activities and the like is at our discretion. Holding the fundraising events not only helps raise much-valued funds for the organisation, but also raises awareness of RP as a condition and the charity's work. We feel this is important to both maximise potential for support and to promote the successes of the charity to date. We have made links with local businesses, clubs and organisations, plus held fundraising events and stalls at local fates to gain further support. Nothing is prescriptive, but guidance and suggestions are provided in the registration materials, so you can choose how a local group might work best for you. I believe it is a very exciting time to be involved with the charity. All the efforts over the years by many people are now being realised with the quality of research and clinical trials now being undertaken. The drive and successes of the organisation lies with the past and present volunteers. Further help and support will strengthen the fight to improve people's lives, so can we please encourage you to consider adding further weight in the fight against blindness, as all help is greatly valued. Any contribution is significant to us. If setting up a local group is impractical for you, why not approach a friendly shopkeeper and ask them to display a collection can? Or perhaps explore whether any local newsletters or magazines might be interested in carrying a piece about the charity's work. Thomas O'Neill, the communications officer at head office, can assist with supplying an article for you to submit. However small the contribution you make, collectively it will impact on the success of the charity. Thank you for reading this and we hope we have inspired you. You are welcome to contact us if you would like further information of our personal experience of setting up and maintaining a local group. Just put in a call to head office and they will be happy to put us in touch. For further information about setting up your own local group or if you have any questions about community fundraising, please contact Michelle Carter at head office on 01280-821334 or email her on michelle at rpfightingblindness.org.uk. Michelle is spelt M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E. Research Optogenetics, International Research Project Approved by Trustees At their meeting in April, the board approved a grant to allow Dr. Jasmina Sahajik Kapatenovic, a clinical research fellow at the University of Manchester, to join a US project, developing novel optogenetic tools for the treatment of retinal dystrophies. The grant of just over £63,000 will fund Dr. Kapatenovic and allow her to work for a year with Professor John Flannery, Professor of Neurobiology at the University of California, USA. There she will work on a project aimed at targeting gene therapy to subsets of bipolar cells in order to progress her research on an optogenetic treatment for blindness. The Charities Medical Advisory Board, 
in their report to the trustees, said that the project was great value for money to help create optogenetic research in the UK and, moreover, support an up-and-coming researcher. Optogenetics involves gene therapy and the use of light-sensitive proteins in an attempt to restore visual function to the retina and has been demonstrated as having potential in animal models. David Head, chief executive, said, We welcome the opportunity to influence the development of a relatively new line of research in the UK, and Professor Flannery's team are world leaders. This type of exchange enhances academic capacity in the UK, as well as contributing to specific research. I look forward to reading Dr Kapitanovic's reports. I'm thrilled to have received this funding from RP Fighting Blindness, said Dr Jasmina Kapitanovic. This will allow me to continue working on my research in a leading laboratory in the United States, answering some of the key questions necessary to translate this research through clinical trials into an effective treatment for patients affected by retinal degenerations. Clinical Genetic Testing and Genetic Research, the RP Genome Project. Some early news for our supporters has been released in respect of an upcoming research grant. The Charities Board have approved, in principle, a substantial investment in the further development of genetic testing services for people with inherited retinal dystrophies and in streamlining the processes involved in searching for the remaining unknown genes that cause sight loss. In a funding collaboration with Fight for Sight, the two charities are in discussions with the four leading genetic ophthalmology research centres in the UK at Leeds University, London UCL Institute of Ophthalmology, Manchester University Eye Hospital and Oxford University Eye Hospital. The programme, details of which will be announced very soon, is intended to encourage greater collaboration between the centres and sharing of patient data essential in the development of clinical trials and future access to treatments. The proposed programme is also intended to influence the way that patients and patient data is handled in the future and to break down the barriers that exist between data used for research purposes and data available to clinicians. David Head, our chief executive, who has been working on the development of the programme for the last 18 months, said, It is so frustrating that research teams working on gene hunting projects or the teams working on the development of clinical trials have difficulty accessing patient data. We know that there are data protection considerations, but most people would encourage and permit the sharing of their data if they knew it was going to contribute significantly to the research for a treatment. It is also frustrating that funding for genetic testing is difficult to access in some areas of the UK. Working across four centres to develop a consolidated approach will help all of this. The next stage is the agreement of protocols around the funding and launch of the programme, which will hopefully be launched at our conference on the 21st of June or shortly afterwards. Genetic testing in the UK. For patients across the UK, access to genetic testing is inconsistent, with some GPs and consultants very ready and willing to refer to a geneticist and others reluctant to allocate their limited budget. We would encourage people who want to know more about the gene flaw in their family to ask for, and push for, a referral to a genetic clinic or genetic counsellor in the first instance. A genetic counsellor will discuss your family tree and the implications of genetic testing and will refer you on for testing if it is agreed to be appropriate. Genetic testing for inherited retinal dystrophies is available on the NHS, however not all budget holders are willing to commission it, sometimes questioning its value or clinical utility. Our view is that genetic testing can be helpful in many ways. 
In some cases, management of your inherited retinal dystrophy can be improved. There's a psychological benefit to understanding what's happening to your body. It can help you make family plans. A prognosis can be improved, making things like career planning and family planning easier. Knowing your gene flaw can identify you as a patient suitable for some clinical trials. You will be on appropriate databases as they are developed. It can be of assistance in explaining to your family members the implications for them of your condition or reassuring them that they will be unaffected. For those of you with access to the internet, the RP Patient Pathway at www.rppathway.org.uk includes pages on genetic testing and genetic counselling as well as other useful information about your pathway through healthcare services. In addition, a directory of regional genetic clinics is available at the Genetic Alliance website at www.geneticalliance.org.uk forward slash services dot htm. Fundraising Trek the Sahara 2014 Last month, David Head, our chief executive, and 20 other people trekked across the Sahara Desert in Morocco to raise funds for our work. The group, made up of both visually impaired and fully sighted trekkers, walked 100 kilometres in five days in temperatures reaching 38 degrees centigrade, camping out under the stars and crossing challenging terrains, carrying all their equipment. They started by driving six hours into the desert with a guide and a doctor. Some of those who went were seasoned trekkers, having been on previous RPFB adventures, but for others it was their first time. The Sahara is a challenging landscape to trek for anyone. It's not just the relentless heat during the day and the cold of the night, but the terrain varies massively, from soft deep sand to hardened dried lake beds to rocky stretches. One of our trekkers found this out the hard way, with an emergency boot repair having to be implemented using trusty duct tape. Despite a few of these minor inconveniences, the general consensus was that the trek was a great success. As is so often the case, the group bonded during their long walks and a strong team spirit prevailed, proving that RP was no barrier to adventure although on a couple of occasions a thorny cactus caught out an arpeer or two. David Head said upon his return, The last week has been truly remarkable. I'm always struck by the determination of all the trekkers when we run such a fundraiser, and this time was no different. This kind of feat proves that visually impaired people can hold up just as well as fully sighted when faced with a physical challenge. I'm thrilled that everyone finished the trek and that we have raised so much for RP research. I am very much looking forward to the next one. Everyone completed the trek and we will have raised an estimated £30,000 from the group's efforts. The next overseas RPFB trek will be in 2016 at a location to be confirmed. Article Living Without Paper by Colin Bennett, RPFB member
I think that it is widely acknowledged that the internet, the World Wide Web, and in particular email, have been of enormous benefit to people with sight problems. It has also been very useful for people with hearing problems. I have Usher syndrome type 2. The widespread use of emails has largely rendered unnecessary the making of spoken telephone communications. It might be that a short description of how I coped with my declining sight in the last 20 years might ring a bell with some readers. It might also encourage some of you to examine your pattern of living and to change it to make your day-to-day arrangements more suitable for your circumstances. I used to be a voracious reader. I used to subscribe to many magazines, especially ones from amenity or conservation bodies such as the Ramblers Association and the Wildlife Trust, who would send me interesting publications of good quality. As time went by, it became increasingly difficult for me to read these publications, although I continued to find the contents compelling. Slowly, I got behind with my reading. Then I started employing readers or scribes under a very useful scheme organised by the University of Sussex. These have been of enormous benefit to me, and in fact I couldn't function without them. One of these readers is now typing this, and she's giving me a how-could-you-expect-anything-less-of-me smile. Of course, this work was paid for, although at moderate rates. However, there came a time when I couldn't afford the time or money to have all these publications and other written material read to me. I was soon in the ridiculous situation where I didn't even open these magazines, and they sat in a pile, mostly still in their cellophane wrappers. I took the decision to come to terms with the fact that I never would read these publications and entered into arrangements with the societies publishing these magazines. I would continue my full membership, but they would cease to send me their glossy publications and would only send me important notifications. With some organisations, such as Sense, I was able to arrange for their publications, in this case Talking Sense, to be sent to me solely in email form. This arrangement has improved my life in that I no longer feel that I'm on a treadmill and I no longer dread the postman now. I've been campaigning for some years for bodies to have a spoken version of their publications. In the case of the Ramblers Association, I asked the very affable and efficient editor, Dominic Bates, whether he would consider putting their magazine Walk into audible form as well. He said, Funny you should say that because we've had this bloke, Colin Bennett, pestering us to do that for a couple of years and we have complied. I hadn't realised that my pestering had been successful. I now get CDs quarterly from the Ramblers Association. All you have to do if you're a member of the RA is to ask for these CDs. I hope this information encourages you to communicate with organisations you might belong to about this issue. I used to receive all my utility bills etc on paper. I have now requested in most cases successfully to receive these bills by way of emails. I am trying to reduce the amount of paper I receive by post to a minimum and this has greatly improved my life and has also been welcomed by the forest of British Columbia. Many of us will know the frustration in having a letter that one can't read. I must add that I use the accessibility features on my computer to enlarge the size of font and also to use reverse video so I can get yellow or white text on a black background. I am delighted to note that RP Fighting Blindness has fully entered the world of communicating with us via the computer. I know that it has been doing this for some years and I must commend them. I hope this article will encourage you to take a look at the practical aspects of your life and perhaps improve it. Smugly, from my nearly paperless office, 
Colin Bennett. Essex and Suffolk Local Group Update by Steve Carrington, RPFB member. I would like to start in thanking everyone who has been fundraising over the last few months for the area and the local group. A big well done to you all. Here are just some of our recent contributors. Thank you to Alan Wells and his family for raising over £750 from donations at a funeral following the sad loss of a family member. Our sincere condolences to you all for your loss. Nathan Bunce from Haybridge, Essex, ran his first ever 10k run on the 11th of May and raised just over £250, inclusive of gift aid. It was a very cold, wet and windy day at the start of the race, but the sun came out at the end. Nathan, who has only been running for a number of weeks, managed to complete the run in just over 46 minutes, so a very big well done to him. He is looking forward to running the London Marathon in 2015 for RP Fighting Blindness too. Anyone who wishes to sponsor him, please contact me on 016-21-853-598 and I can pass on his details. Our annual Stride for Sight event is scheduled for the 7th of September this year. This event is always a huge success thanks to the hard efforts of Ted and Margaret Newson each year. It starts at 9.45am sharp from the Harvester Shore House on the junction of Ness Road and Shoebury Common Road, Shoebury Ness, SS3 98Q. Free parking across the road is available and the sponsored walk is as usual along the full seafront to the ship at Old Lee, where a free buffet will be laid on. Please contact either Margaret or Ted on either 01268-777-436 or 07810-738-184. Or you can contact me and I can then pass on or send you full information by email if required. We normally raise a lot of money with this event, so please come along and support us while having a great morning out too. The Retina International 2014 World Congress of Ophthalmology Don't forget, the next Retina International World Congress of Ophthalmology is being held in Paris, 27th to the 29th of June. Hosted by the Pullman Montparnasse Hotel, Situated in the historical heart of Paris, close to the Eiffel Tower, the 18th Retina International World Congress of Ophthalmology promises to be an interesting three days of internationally respected scientists giving a full overview of the latest medical understanding of eye diseases. Some sessions will be dedicated to particular conditions, including RP, optic neuropathies and Usher syndrome. Delegates will also be offered tours of beautiful Paris in addition to the scientific programme. For further information about the event, to view the preliminary programme or to register your attendance, 
please visit the Retina International website event page on www.retina2014.com. Bournemouth Marathon Last October, Tracy Bentley and best friend Jackie Burrows completed the Bournemouth Marathon, fundraising for RP Fighting Blindness. Tracy has RP herself and Jackie guided her around the route and the pair raised an impressive £2,700. This was a fantastic effort and we want to thank them for all their hard work. Tracy and her family do a lot of fundraising for the charity and we appreciate their dedication and fundraising spirit. RP Charity Photos If you would like to buy beautiful images to support our work, why not check out RP Charity Photos, a website set up by Phil Crooks. Phil is running this site to help raise funds for the charity and is selling his own images. There's a great range to choose from and you can purchase them ready-framed or ready-mounted. Flower image greetings cards are available too, priced at £10 for six assorted cards and are suitable for thank-you messages, birthdays and other occasions. The website is easy to navigate and PayPal is available for transactions. Phil is kindly donating all the money raised from the sale of his pictures to the charity, for which we are most grateful. You can explore his site by visiting http colon forward slash forward slash rpcharityphotos, all one word, dot photoshelter dot com. Upa 10K We'd like to say a big thank you to everyone who took part in last month's Bupertain K run for RP Fighting Blindness. This year, Michelle Carter, RPFB's very own events coordinator, took part too. And take it from us, she's been training hard. The race started on the mall and finished on Spur Road, opposite Buckingham Palace. The runners followed a clockwise route around the City of Westminster and the City of London, passing many of London's famous sites, including Nelson's Column, St Paul's Cathedral, Millennium Bridge, the London Eye, Big Ben, the Houses of Parliament and Westminster Abbey. It's a great event, so if you'd be interested in taking part in the future, Contact Michelle at head office for further information. Community fundraisers, thank you. It's been a busy few months at the RPFB office, thanks to many dedicated community fundraisers getting involved in events. We would like to say a massive thank you to every single one of our fundraisers. Your hard work, commitment and support really does make a difference. Just a few examples of recent fundraising events include Kidswork Soccer School, Twickenham, raising over £1,000 by offering free classes, and Annette Beeman organised a concert and raised £300. Lawson Fuses, Ponteland, held an Easter raffle with ticket sales bringing in £137, the 13th year they have supported RP Fighting Blindness. Sean Hopper and Julie Stevens took part in the Brighton Run, raising over £500, with more on the way, and Jeff Kennett held a quiz and donated £150. Finally, those runners who took part in the Adidas Silverstone Half Marathon, you know who you are and what you achieved on that cold, windy and wet day. 
We can't thank everyone who fundraises for us on this page because there are so many of you selflessly donating your time and energy for our cause. But please be aware we value all your individual efforts. Please do carry on with your cake sales, book swaps, sporting events, quizzes, dress-down days and fun days to help beat RP. Jump for sight. Good luck. We would like to wish a big good luck to all those taking part in the world record skydiving attempt on Saturday the 14th of June across UK airfields. This amazing feat is aiming to break the world record for the most number of people jumping at the same time. We have 15 people taking part, fundraising for RPFB, and wish them all well and good weather. Carrots Night Walk RP Fighting Blindness will again be joining Fight for Sight on the Carrots Night Walk for 2014, and we really would love you to be part of the team. Join us on September 2014 and raise money specifically for research grants for RP. In addition to the popular London Walk, we will also be walking in Birmingham, Cardiff and Glasgow, and participants can choose between a 6 or a 15 mile walk. You can find information about the different regional events, the timings and routes on the Carrots Night Walk page on our website. Each walker is asked to raise a minimum of £250, which will be matched by Fight for Sight, so that's £500 per walker. Registration is open with forms available from michelle at rpfightingblindness.org.uk New York Marathon 2014 The Ing New York City Marathon is one of the world's great road races, drawing more than 100,000 applicants annually. It attracts many world-class professional athletes, not only for the more than $600,000 in prize money, but also for the chance to excel in the media capital of the world before 2 million cheering spectators and 315 million worldwide television viewers. As any one of the more than 700,000 past participants will attest, crossing the finish line in Central Park is one of the great thrills of a lifetime. RP Fighting Blindness has been allocated a number of places for this year's race, taking place on Sunday, the 2nd of November, 2014. If you'd like to be part of Team RP and run the New York Marathon to help raise money for our work, please contact Michelle Carter on 01280 821334 or email michelle at rpfightingblindness.org.uk. Track 6 Virgin Money, London Marathon 2014 2014 proved another successful year for RP Fighting Blindness at the Virgin London Marathon. The weather was on our side this time and spectators enjoyed the sunshine, although the same can't be said for some of our sunburnt runners. We had some 28 runners in RPFB colours this year, with one of our number breaking a world record by running dressed as an eyeball. Emma Denton from Gloucestershire broke the Guinness World Record for the fastest woman to run the marathon dressed as an organ and was shown on BBC television for her efforts. We had some great times coming in, with four of our runners coming in at under four hours. We held our runners' reception after the marathon to meet and greet and to allow everyone to unwind and meet up with their families. The food, drink, massages and showers were very well received. 
Colin MacArthur, RPFB trustee, and his wife Linda came to lend their support and thank the runners on behalf of the charity. A team of sports therapists from Milton Keynes College generously gave their time for free by providing sports massages for our competitors. We were also joined by personal trainer Christopher Kelly of Kelly's Coaching in Milton Keynes, who had an information stand and shared tips with runners and potential runners for next year's event. We want to say a huge thank you for everyone's efforts. This year we will have raised in the region of £50,000, a truly impressive amount. The money raised from the London Marathon each year is hugely important to the charity's work and we are very grateful for the training and hard work our runners put in, as well as the generosity their sponsors show. If perhaps you're interested in running for RP Fighting Blindness at the 2015 Virgin London Marathon, please contact Michelle Carter at head office on michelle at rpfightingblindness.org.uk or call the office on 01280 821334. Places are limited and are already filling up. Track 7 Collection Can Amnesty RP Fighting Blindness has always been good at promoting itself. Right from the early days, we have had a range of materials, both for outreach and fundraising, to spread our name and cause, which have always been freely available to you, our members. As a result, there is a huge amount of older resources around the country and we now need to make sure everything you are using to support us is accurate and up-to-date. Following the adoption of our new charity number, 1153851, with us changing to a charitable incorporated organisation, it is important that we cease using older materials displaying the previous one, 271729, as a legal requirement. This includes, but is not limited, to headed paper, complement slips, leaflets, tabards, badges, caps, stickers, cards, collection tins, collection buckets, banners, posters and flags. This is why we're running a collection can and anything else you might have at home. Amnesty. We would ask that you please return to us anything that you have which has the old charity number on it and we will supply new current versions. It is essential that we move through 2014 with a new charity number being universally adopted across all materials. Also, any older T-shirts, running vests or other items of clothing or promotional materials you may have with our old logos on, please return for us to supply you with up-to-date versions. This includes items with the British Retinitis Pigmentosa Society or BRPS printed on them. We are keen to run everything solely under the RP Fighting Blindness brand, so as to maintain and build further our presence in the sector with patient groups and the general public. Every time the old name or logo is incorrectly used, it dilutes our position and recognition. By working under one brand, everyone's efforts are concentrated to promote the charity's work and our place within the sight loss community. Should you have any questions or perhaps have too much to return to make posting practical, please don't hesitate to call either Thomas O'Neill 
or Michelle Carter at head office on 01280-821-334. We thank you for your cooperation in this matter. Lighting and light bulbs. How the right mix can help. RP affects different patients in different ways, so a one-size-fits-all solution to lighting simply is not possible. Below are some tips to maximise lighting in your home. The below was reproduced with kind permission of the Macular Society. A 65-year-old person needs at least twice as much light than they needed at 21. If you have poor vision as well, then good light is vital. Some people who think they need low vision aids actually just need better lighting. General lighting. General lighting around the home needs to be bright and even without causing glare. Have several light sources around the room rather than one bright light in the middle of the room. Try moving them about until you get an even spread of light and no dark corners. Shade bulbs so that the bulb itself cannot shine into your eyes. Round paper shades are good at diffusing light into the room evenly. Up lighters are good because they bounce light onto the ceiling and back into the room. Avoid spotlights. They can cause confusing bright and dark patches. They also get very hot and can cause glare. Try to make the lighting similar in all rooms so that you don't have to adjust to new light levels as you move about the house. Light bulbs. Traditional tungsten light bulbs are being phased out because they get hot and used a lot of energy. To begin with, many people did not like low-energy bulbs. Newer versions, however, are much better. They're quicker to warm up and are available in a wide range of brightness levels, shapes and fittings. Look for the lumen level, which is an indicator of brightness. A lumen level of 600 is roughly equivalent to an old 60-watt bulb. Choose bulbs with a pearl or frosted finish to diffuse light evenly. Clear bulbs can create a harsh light and confusing shadows. Halogen lighting produces a very bright white light but gets extremely hot. Avoid the narrow beam spotlights and beware when changing halogen bulbs. Use a cloth. The natural oil on skin will damage the bulb. Fluorescent tubes produce less heat and use less energy, but are usually only used in kitchens. They should be fitted lengthways in a room to distribute the light as evenly as possible. Bulbs also come in a range of colour temperatures. Different people prefer different colour temperatures. Bulbs which have a cool colour temperature give off a bluish light. Warmer colour bulbs give off a more yellow light. Colour temperature is measured in Kelvin, which is a K. The higher the K level, the cooler the appearance of the light. The range 3500K to 4000K is considered neutral. Other tips to improve general lighting and contrast are Open the curtains wide and keep the windows clean. Remove net curtains. Use vertical or roller blinds to control the amount of light coming in and prevent it shining in your eyes. Wearing blue blocker filter lenses in your glasses can help improve contrast 
and reduce glare. This is just a selection of the tips and information that the Macula Society provide about lighting and light sources. If you're interested in learning more about this topic, visit the Macula Society's website on maculasociety.org or give the RPFB helpline a call on 0845 123 2354. Track 8. Fundraising. Corporate supporters. We are very grateful to the following companies for supporting RPFB under their Charity of the Year schemes this year. Such employee-led fundraising really helps boost our funds as well as being great fun for staff and encouraging positive employee morale for the companies involved. To find out more about how you can support the charity in this way, please call the office on 01280 821334 and ask to speak to Julie Child or Hannah Hickman. Big Yellow Self Storage We are excited to announce our partnership with nationwide self-storage organisation Big Yellow Self Storage. The company has adopted us as their head office's charity of the year from April 2014. We were kindly nominated by Sharon McCarthy, marketing executive, who has previously supported RPFB through running events. She has already run two half marathons in Team RP Colours, as well as the London Marathon in an inspiring time of 59 minutes and 56 seconds in April this year. We were chosen in a vote by the employees of Big Yellow Self Storage Head Office in Bagshot. The company will be raising funds for us through a range of fun employee events, and have already raised funds through a grand national sweepstake, a coffee morning, afternoon tea, and are currently running a World Cup sweepstake and have raised a fantastic £4,494.22p since April. Abbott Diagnostics in Dartford, Kent As part of their two-year partnership with RPFB, Abbott Laboratories have already held an Easter raffle for us at their Dartford facility, earlier this year, and followed that up with a bake-off in late May. RPFB staff have been given the delightful task of tasting and choosing winners from the edible delights, whilst Abbott employees will be parting with their cash as they donate for a cake. Abbott employee and RPFB member Mark Baxter is a tireless fundraiser for the charity, undertaking challenges such as the 2005 London Marathon, and the Sahara Trek 2009 on our behalf in the past. Later this summer, he and another Abbott colleague, Danielle Brown, will be taking part in a Guinness World Record skydive attempt for us on the 14th of June. Track 9 Regular giving to RP Fighting Blindness These are exciting times for blindness research, with promising developments in multiple areas of investigation, from utilising stem cell innovations to prolonging antioxidant capacity. RP Fighting Blindness committed to funding four such investigations in late 2013, and, with your help, we would like to fund even more in the future. By providing more support to more scientists, more regularly, we intend to get closer to finding new treatments and ultimately a viable cure, so that a time will come where generations of families don't have to fear losing their sight. Even a small monthly donation to RP Fighting Blindness by direct debit 
can achieve something incredible. If half of all RP Fighting Blindness supporters gave £5 by direct debit each month, the annual total would be £150,000, which is approximately enough to fund an additional major research grant every year. And because direct debits are so cost-effective to administer, taking just a tenth of the time to process compared to standing orders, RP Fighting Blindness can ensure that each monthly donation made by direct debit is used exclusively to fund research. Please will you help us to accelerate research today. A direct debit form can be obtained from head office. Please do consider supporting our work in this way. We would like to say a big thank you to everyone who has so far signed up to regular giving this year. Your support is greatly valued. RP Fighting Blindness funds medical research into retinitis pigmentosa and also offers a range of information and support services to patients and their families. The address is PO Box 350, Buckingham, MK18, 1GZ. You can email us on info at rpfightingblindness.org.uk. You can call our office on 01280 821 334 or call our helpline on 0845 123 2354. Do follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Search for RP Fighting Blindness on Facebook to find our page and various groups, and follow us on Twitter on at RP Fighting Blind for the latest updates and news about the charity.